The Power of Asking Good Questions on episode 265 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. And hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I'm always humbled that you have chosen to spend some time with me in whatever your daily endeavors are. You might be in the car, you might be doing laundry, you might be hanging out with the kids, you might be doing something around the house. I appreciate you taking some time with me as I like to talk about areas that I believe are important. I like to believe that everybody has some adversity in their life and that they need some direction, some coaching about how to navigate that and get through that. And that's what we're here about to help you to get beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. You can always go over to my website, drbradmiller.com, where I have over 260 episodes of this podcast to serve you. And at drbradmiller.com slash 40 day way, you can find out more about our coaching and about our courses. Today, I want to talk to you about making good decisions based on asking good questions. We were privileged in episode 263 and 264 to have Lorianne Wood with us, and she's the author of the book, The Divine Detour, and she outlined how having a massive cardiac problem, a heart problem, led her to have a change of pathway in her life and asked her and led her to a pathway where she discovered three ultimate questions that she had to deal with. And those questions were the question of worry. Is there a, is this all there is to life? And the question of doubt, is God always good? And the question of control, is God in control or am I in control? I want to reflect with you for a few minutes today about my thoughts about asking good questions to help you deal with things that matter in your life, particularly as you deal with the important questions of life, and also dealing with other people. We're also going to talk about a biblical story about where Jesus dealt with questions that had life and death implications for for the people around him. Good questions. One of the privileges I've had in my life is to study under some great people. And I know some of the professors that I had in college and in seminary and in graduate school. One of their, some of their teaching methodologies and some of the great leaders I've read in books and so on have led with good questions, questions that make you think and reflect and process things. Jesus was good at that too. And I want to reflect with you a process that I think might be helpful to you. One thing is to not be defensive when people ask you a question, because sometimes we want simple one, two, three answers to our situations. And sometimes people ask us questions that makes us think. I want to invite you to take that as an opportunity to process things in your own right. Having said that, one of the processes I learned about good questions and how they can lead us to make 
good decisions about our life have to do with a process that uh, that I've used in my reflections with people for a long time or my counseling with people for a long time for, as well. And I sometimes just call this the big button process of decision making. It goes something like this. Because when we have an adversity in our life, we often want to find a solution. And let's say the adversity is that you have someone in your life who's an alcoholic. I've worked with this kind of situation before with a woman who had a husband who was an alcoholic and it was causing great problems in their marriage, in their household, and there was bad stuff happening, especially when the husband went on a drinking binge. And it was not good. It was not good. So here's how this process, the big button process of asking good questions played out and how it might play out for you, perhaps. The idea is I would ask this woman in the process of our counseling and our processing, the question is, okay, what do you want? So that's the first question. That's the cognitive question. That's your brain question. What is it that you want? And so I invite you to ask that question of yourself regarding any adversity that you're in. And one answer to the question that she might have, that she did have, was she just, I want my husband to stop drinking. And you might ask that question again, but ask for a different answer. What do you want? I want my husband to stop drinking and I want him to stop yelling and cursing at me. And you might ask the question, what do you want? I want my husband to stop drinking and to treat me right because this could break up our marriage. That's the first question. That's the head question. What do you want? The second question, the second good question is the affective question or the feeling of the emotive question, which is simply, how are you feeling about this? How are you feeling? I'm out of control. I'm out of, I feel like my life is out of control. I'm miserable and I'm scared all the time. I'm scared of what he's going to do to himself or to me or to others. And the whole drunk driving thing concerns me. I'm scared. That's the emotion. I'm scared and I'm miserable. So you can see if you ask that question, even multiple times, you can get to different levels. And maybe desperation is one of the answers. So we've got the head piece, the cognitive piece. We've got the feeling, the effective piece, that question there. The first question is, what do you want? The second question is, how are you feeling about this? And the third question is the behavioral question. Okay, what are you doing about it right now? What are you doing about it right now? And she might say something about, I'm nagging him every night. And a response might be, how's that working for you? Another response might be, I've been trying to hide the alcohol. He finds it. Another response might be that I've been complaining about it to my family and friends. And the question might be, response to that might be, how's that all working for you? And it's really not. Or you wouldn't be here asking me about it. So if I want to get clear about this, you need to ask these questions, and sometimes multiple times. The head question, the cognitive question, what do you want? The affective, the emotional question, how are you feeling? And the behavioral question, or the active question, which is the action question, what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it now? But the important thing is to ask smart questions that lead you someplace to make a decision. 
So that's the type of systematic question process. There are those three questions that can lead you just going around and around and around and people who have had what they call sometimes circular arguments or circular conversations that don't really lead anywhere. The idea is you have to hit the big button in order to break that pattern. And the big button is the button of change. And that's what we're here about beyond adversity all about, because people can get stuck in their adversity all the time. Maybe you are stuck in your adversity. Maybe you are in a place where you're stuck and you need some help. And I'm here to help. And maybe this process can be helpful because the big button question is this. What do you need to do about it now? Get the idea? Not what are you doing about it, but what do you need to about it? in order to break the pattern to change this. That is the pattern change here. That's the pattern interrupt question that happens here. What do you need to do? And then you have the follow-up questions. I need to talk to him. Okay. Is that all you need to do? Maybe, and that's the question. What do you need to do about now? I need to get some of his friends to talk to him too. Yeah, okay. Maybe the question, the answer to the question, then what do you need about now? Do it now to the woman whose husband was an alcoholic. Maybe I need to organize an intervention. And in the intervention, include a the op- opening for a treatment plan at a treatment center. And that leads you to the next questions that can be the, fill out the process of what do you need to do about now. You've pressed the big button. Boom, that's the action. The big button is the big button action. Then, okay, if that's the theory, you want to organize an intervention. Who is going? Who do you need to help you do this? What do you, what's the team you need? Who? And I'm going to get his friends and his brother. To, I'm going to get them to do that. What, when do you need to do this? You need to put a deadline in things. When? The answer could be by the end of the month. Okay, so you got to give yourself a reasonable deadline to do this. And how will you do it? How will you do it? We're going to have a cookout at our house on our back patio. And then after the cookout's over with, we're going to have not only his, we're going to have the people there who is his friends and our his brother. And we're just going to talk to him right then and there because he will be at the cookout. And we're going to take away all the alcohol and we're going to have this conversation. We're going to have this intervention. Now, that's one way that you could ask good questions that lead you to a process of decision-making. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy, but you, you can't do this. And it is important to ask and to deal with the hard questions if you really want to break patterns of adversity in your life. That's what Jesus did. I'm a pastor and I'm a faith-based person. So a lot of what I get, everybody, is from the Bible and from great teachers of faith. And it's all, a lot of it's about great questions. I remember in on chapter eight, Jesus had a situation where there's three scenario, three scenarios here that involve questions that I thought was so important. And Jesus was out in this place called the Mount of Olives and he was praying and he was doing some teaching there. And some of the Pharisees who were like the church police of the day. They found a woman who's caught in adultery. And in that time, in that day and age, a woman caught in adultery could be stoned to death. And that was what they said. They brought her to Jesus and they were trying to catch him because they wanted him to say something that they could 
get him on a charge of blasphemy, which would be going against, going against the breaking the law and uh, the laws about adultery. And they said, okay, they said to Jesus, all right, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says that we should stone her. But what do you say? They're asking her the question. So the scenario here is Jesus knew they were trying to catch him in this question. So your motives of your questions are important here as part of what the message here is. You ask questions to try to come to resolution, not to condemn or to to frustrate someone else or yourself. You want to get to resolution. And Jesus knew that was going on. The Pharisees were trying to get him by asking, okay, who? what do you want us to do? What do you think should be done? And Jesus confused everybody by getting down on the ground. And he and wrote something, no one really knows what, with his finger in the ground, in the dirt there. And he, his question, he answered the question by saying, if anyone who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And then he went and rode the ground again. And see, he broke the pattern. He wasn't going to say a yes or a no to get caught. He turned the question around on them. If you're without sin, then you can cast a stone. Of course, everyone is guilty of some sin, and they walked away. So that's the two parts I want you to get there. Trying to catch somebody in the sin, turn the question around, what Jesus did. Then Jesus asked the woman a question. He said, woman, where are the people who accuse you? Where are those who condemn you? And she looked around and she said, no one's here, sir. And he said, neither do I condemn you. And she went on her way. So Jesus turned her life around and he had an impact on everybody's life there. Why? By dealing with and asking good questions, which led to life change. That's just one story. There's many others. I hope that you will keep in mind and ask good questions and think about good questions that can be a part of a transformational process for you. I'm here to help. My name is Dr. Brad Miller. I'm a doctor of ministry, and my doctoral degree is in transformational leadership, which means I, I work with people who want to change their lives. That's what I'm all about. And uh, I have come to you with 42 years of ministry experience, but I've been with a lot of people who've dealt with a lot of adversity in their life. And that's what Beyond Adversity is all about, helping people to navigate this muddy water area and to get to a better place, a place I like to call the place of peace and prosperity and purpose. If I can help, I want to do just that. You can find me at drbradmeller.com. You can email me at brad at drbradmeller.com. And you can also go to drbradmeller.com slash 40 day away for some information about our courses and our coaching. We're here to be helpful to you. We love you and we care about you. I will want you to have a pathway to a better life. And part of that process is asking good questions. We'll see you next time, good people, here on the Beyond Adversity podcast. Until then, remember to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. 
or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.